Welcome to Money Can't Buy You Class, a podcast about reality television through a critical lens. I'm your host, Phoebe Kaufman, and this is my co-host, the beautiful Gemma Godfrey. Welcome, Gemma, to my podcast. Thank you, Phoebe, for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to be Thank here you. to discuss my new novel just kidding Gemma just wrote a novel it's called yeah. I live in my at a chicken's up. house <laughs> yeah exactly called the houses we lost <laughs> the houses we love and the houses we lost <laughs> um yes nice to see you as always we're we're on for a very exciting catch-up episode yes, yes, to recap not really recap, but you know, recap in our style. The first episode of season two of The Kardashians, as well as the actually legitimately explosive <laughs> Bachelorette finale. It was fire. Um, and whatever else happened, whatever else and is going on. Beverly but, Hills and the and the newest Beverly and Hills. The conga line. The Congo. Oh yes, the Congo line. The Congo line. Unseen Congo line. Congo line to hell. Yeah. Um, right, and the the club that not even Chris Jenner can get into in Aspen, Colorado. Yes. yes. I knew someone from Colorado when he pronounced it Colorado. Oh my God! Do you know what? I'm googling something on my phone right now. <laughs> I think that Schwartz and Sandy's maybe almost open dude i've been driving by it constantly my bandmate lives like right near there and i've been driving by it and it's just like truly like a little tiny thing like in a strip mall it's still coming soon but i saw all these pictures of people at it i like well they've been having like private parties i don't think it's open to the public yet god the things i would do to get to one of those private parties i gotta get out there i gotta move to los angeles brilliant phoebe segue the Kardashian season two, episode one, all about Chloe. Can you have an abortion with a surrogate? Are the are the Kardashians, do they believe in abortion? My thing, and then we can get into it. My thing is that I think that the Kardashians are anti-abortion because they're super religious and they obviously like think that the child is God's greatest gift, no matter what Courtney, my God, Courtney with her fucking like sermon. I know. And then, but I think that they're also pro Roe v. Wade because as almost as like an extension of their anti-abortionists because they use a lot of IVF and surrogacy, which, you know, we've been reading about it in the news and whatnot. But I think that like uh, the Supreme Court downturning or overturning uh, Roe v. Wade makes it may make it more difficult to do IVF because you know you have yeah. to like kill the sperm egg combos or whatever. 
Right. And technically already. So yes. So why are you talking about abortion, Phoebe? What happened in this episode? Well, this episode was. So yeah, this episode was interesting, right? Because special for the, for the first time in our Kardashians current day model of the show, I'm talking about keeping up with and the new just Kardashians. What's kind of interesting is that this was a directly linear um, season premiere. Usually the Kardashians are operating under the assumption that their audience knows stuff that's gone on in their lives. And they always start in the same time of year. You know, they start like in the summer or whatever, when they film. And then they kept by the end, you're getting caught up with the most recent of with like what happened to them via Instagram. You're, you're, you're be able to, you're able to check off the milestones that you've been looking at their headlines. But this one, the season finale of the season one was Chloe finding out about Tristan's baby mama and the infidelity. Then they pick up right away. They, they don't even, they barely like, give the show an intro they kind of just go right in it's very quiet it's very somber it's very intimate and that's how they start this season and then it shows that like they're now they're going to go back and show different episodes from different times over the time they were filming but it's interesting to phoebe and i because it's not linear and we've talked a lot about like kardashian time and how they sort of operate against um like the logical time of like the media stream but then also adhere very strictly to certain modes of exposure and sort of like events and what do we mean by that we mean that season one came out on like january the first week of january in 2022 right that was this year which is like the 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 new year um the countdown to the Kardashians was the countdown was to like simultaneous. The and then this year, randomly, it came out at Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, <laughs> which is like, what the what? That's so weird. It's like strangely, you know, how like the far right or whatever believes that like all the Jews are in control of the media and that they like eat yeah. children based on like weird Kabbalistic numerology and myth. It's like the Kardashians also believe that maybe like they right. adhere to Jewish time now. Like not only do they, they're, they're, they are all time. Not only are they the Christian calendar, they are also the Jewish calendar and they throw away their sins. And then, and then we eat, yeah. we blow the horn, we eat the apples and honey and we watch the Kardashians. And it also is, it also did air on 9-22-22, second season. Like, the Kardashians do love a nice little numerology moment. And the significance of twos is important because Kylie uh, stirred up, like, a long TikTok controversy when she was pregnant. And she wore a necklace that had two, 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 two. So it was her second baby. And everyone speculated that that was the due date of the baby. Um, and that maybe they were going to name the kid too, um, which is just kind of weird and like <laughs> sucks for that kid. I think her baby still is unnamed, which is his name, like, um, <laughs> his name like was Wolfie. And then they were like, just oh kidding, um, which is weird. But anyway, 
the Kardashians just like they love that numerology shit. And then their the baby shower was astrology themed, right? Yeah, the baby shower for well, always the the how they so even though the Kardashians, well, usually they operate in. I mean, it's not always linear. And, you know, there, I think yeah. that there was like this blog called like keeping up with the time of the Kardashians or something, which is about like, oh, but like this ha- thing happened before this, even though in the episode they said it didn't. So it's like, obviously right. they've always like played around with it behind the scenes, but everything is like supposed to be linear. Um, so, right. so a lot, so in this, in a similar vein, a lot of the episode arcs follow a really kind of like linear timeline or they follow like a very specific type of cause and event so a lot of the episodes are about like planning a party oh no we can't have the party oh yes and the party was great so that's what happened in this episode maybe to like quell the nerves of like this episode is is so crazy and like this is happening out of the usual time frame um, but yeah, the baby shower for Chloe's second baby, her son via surrogate, but still with Tristan's spermies, uh, is the baby's a Leo. So they had like a lion themed party. But I will say that in numerology, the number two does signify togetherness, partnerships, relationships, and harmony, which also is a little bit astro. I mean, I'm not an astrologist. But, um, you know, February is the second month and like February is like Pisces month, you know, and like the Pisces are very about like, like emotional, like being like a super emotional being, you know, wanting that partnership, wanting to express themselves to other people. So I think that like the Kardashians, like the two-ness, um, you know, it really explains a lot of like what they want out of life, which is partnership, which is the child, which is like the coming together of the of the two opposites to create the one whole thing. So, you know, the the two actually does have a lot of significance. And yeah. Tristan famously is a Pisces man. And Adam True. Levine. Which is why you can't trust the fucking Also, we Pisces called man. Adam Levine hating his wife, didn't we, when we did that Architectural Digest episode? <laughs> yeah. I remember being like, he hates his wife. He hates his wife and he hates his life. And at least he has that sick-ass closet with all those sneakers. And at least she has a place to die. Her, her, closet. her closet womb tomb. Read my essay. It's really good. <laughs> if you're interested in more. Um... Yeah, I think that's interesting to think about. I think before we get into like the nitty gritty of like what actually happened too. I mean, you talking about like twos and like significance of like coming together and stuff, you know, they spoke a lot about like this. They they spoke about both their anxiety and their like um, complicated feelings of joy and sadness around this baby being born into the world. Um, and it almost had a little bit of like the tone of like, okay, well, I'm not going to like, not the Messiah, <laughs> but yeah. there was an energy, there was an energy, like it felt kind of Christian in this way of like, of like there's strife or like there's been pain, but like this new life will come into the world and like, it will dissolve that anxiety. It will dissolve the unhappiness because it'll be the only thing that's important and it will be our focus. And this baby is being born into the best family. He's going to have so much love. 
And there's something kind of interesting about that. And it's sort of like Chloe is positioned as this kind of like reluctant and like pained mother figure that's also complicated by the fact that she's not giving birth to the well, baby. Virgin mother. And Surrogacy is like the modern iteration of the virgin mother. Very true. Very true. And the kind of Chloe vibe of like, I mean, it was a very painful episode to watch because first of all, you feel badly for Chloe and um, you know, like it's kind of insane. She like describes the actual timeline because like, obviously she's like knows, you know, she's talking and she's like, She's like, I'm sure that like, I know I'm going to get so much hate online being like, you fucking idiot, like you stupid bitch. Like, why would you think that he would change? And she's like, but just so everyone knows, like we literally transferred an egg days before this story broke. So she literally was caught without any real option besides to terminate this pregnancy, which goes back to Phoebe's intro to this episode. So there, but watching her, you always get a weird sense when there's a surrogate in the Kardashians. I find you always have a strange sense of like the woman's like ownership of it or like like Kim was very like into having a surrogate, but she kind of just treated the surrogate as like somebody who worked for her. Like she was like good at having like another employee. But Chloe, like she doesn't feel she clearly doesn't feel connected to having this baby. She doesn't feel connected to the baby's father. She actually probably feels some anger at she probably feels some anger at this baby in this weird way. And she has to deal with it. And it, it's like very painful. And then you have the other side of this, which is that there was another baby being born. That's also Tristan's that did not get any of the. That, you know, we're not talking about, which is fine. I don't think we need to talk about that baby. But anyway. And we come back to the essential, essential theme of the Kardashians, which is stays about giving birth. Yeah, well, that's what Courtney Love said, right, in that interview. She was like, yeah. I've been really into watching this uh, show about this family who lives in a rich L.A. neighborhood, this, like, fertility cult. And then it's, like, editor's note, Courtney Love talking about the Kardashians. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it really is. I mean, like, even the men really stay is. around are, like, kind of deeply effeminate. Like, like Travis Barker, deeply effeminate. So, so effeminate. effeminate and like and like uh Corey like you know I don't mean this in a bad in, in any judgmental way but he's like Chris's bitch you know like he's assumed the traditional rule of the woman that relationship yeah. and like the other men that I mean there aren't really any other men that that are around because they're all just kind of on like on and off relationships and they're like vaguely in the life to have sex and then like the woman gets pregnant but you know, with like Chloe and Lamar, they obviously were having a lot of sex for a very long time, but that relationship obviously ended like disastrously. But, you know, but like Courtney would like only have sex with Scott when like she wanted a baby, right? Like it's a family and like Kim wanted four kids. So she had four kids with Kanye and then they got divorced. Right. And like, it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's this crazy it's this crazy type of dynamic where they really do raise the children together and they're always like, Oh, but we want them to all have cousins because the cousins are like the best friends. And it's, this is Chris's 12th grandchild. I know. And she looks like she's 40. But wait, we haven't met the baby publicly. Have we? No. no. The, the first time that they introduced the baby was on screen. They like took control 
all of the on TV, right? Like, right, right. Like we never got to see the baby on Instagram. It was never announced. No, because yeah, I mean, it's sad. It's really sad, and I think that it's very sad. You know, the thing that Chloe said, I think it was in the finale or the episode or like the penal penultimate episode of season one of the Kardashians when Chloe was talking to Kim and she was like I respect you guys not like telling me to do anything but I do wish someone had been like this guy is horrible you know and you're like oh there's such a close-knit family but nobody was like get the fuck away from Tristan he's disgusting and horrible and I think that now you understand that she was saying that knowing that they were gonna have a baby together after when yeah. she had the first kid with him, he cheated on her and she had to go. She went to like into early labor because he cheated on her. Yeah, it's, it's just gross. I it's mean, like I I thought the episode um, I thought the flashback to the to the finale episode where they're on the phone. That's the finale of season one. Right. With Kim in the gym finding out yeah, about Chloe. Like the big cliffhanger. Yeah. So. So, like, I thought that was really interesting, like, the way that they, like, were like, okay, yes, here you go. We're continuing this narrative. But I thought it was kind of interesting how they, like, sort of peeled back the layer a little bit, like, with Chloe, like, sitting down, kind of being like, okay, so I have something to talk about, like, to you, like, acknowledging the producer in the Mm -hmm. room and saying, like, when you guys were filming our finale scene, like, I didn't know Kim was filming until she told me she was filming. And as soon as she told me she was filming, she took me off speaker. And because she had just said, like, don't have another baby with him. This is a sign not to have another baby with him. And she says, I need to tell you something like take me off speaker. And she obviously tells Kim, like, we're we just transferred an egg. And Kim's face is like shocked. And it's just kind of interesting to like go back to like. To go like back in time to like when you were watching that and like thinking about like you like you didn't know you did know that we did know that already right like we already had that news about Tristan at the finale but then it's like I don't know it was kind of weird to like see them like see them work that out or like figure out how to narratively weave that in yeah well and remember that didn't make a lot of sense. No, but. no, it does. But like, remember the day that I don't think anyone knew. Yeah, Chloe didn't. It was never part of the media that like Chloe was going to have a second baby until the baby was born. And remember on the same day that the baby was born, like it, Kim and uh, Pete broke up. Remember? Right. So as right. like a very obvious way to like get media attention away it was like kim's like being a martyr which is again like a deeply yeah. like biblical role to assume is like the martyr i'll take one for the team like my family is everything right. like i'll look like a huge bitch so you can look you know so so people don't look at you as much um i mean chloe's relationship with media and like outsideness it's become yeah. a pretty significant plot point I mean, and I think that they all have different relationships to fame and the spotlight. Obviously, like, Courtney's came to the fore in the last few seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, right? Because she didn't want to film. She didn't want anything to happen. But I think that, like, Chloe's is about judgment, which, again, is, like, another biblical theme. Um, Mm. Right? And I think that this season is... 
it's not going to be about not wanting to film because I think that they do want to share <laughs> their lives with the public yeah. so generously. But I think that like, I think that the theme is their fear of being judged, which yeah. I don't really know. I mean, I, I have like ideas or hypotheses about what that fear means, but like, it also could, I feel like it could go in like many different directions. Like, I'm not sure if it's meant to humanize them. I'm not sure if it's meant to villainize the public. I'm not sure if it's like a take on media conglomerates. And like, I don't know if they're attacking the media. I don't know what parts they're attacking. Like, I don't know if it's going to turn into something, you know what I mean? But like judgment is like a really big theme this season. Yes, it is. And it starts out and, and Chloe, yeah, you're right. The Chloe has the worst time with judgment. And she always like, it always surprises me in a way, like how she can never really get over it. Like she can never get over her like fears about like people on the internet calling her fat, you know, like, it's like kind of insane. It's like, it's been so long. And like, you know, it's also like the judgment thing is also very intimately connected with like this character of the Kardashians that they like have given themselves, which is and that, that Kim especially has given herself um, that she was like built to be famous, to be like as famous as she is and to have created the kind of fame that she has, which is like the subtext is like that she was built for it. She's the first, which is also a little like Messiah ish. It's like, she's the one that came to decide that this was how famous was going to be from now on. She's the one that entered that and created that like single-handedly arguably, you know, like she has the only person there's no one else like Kim Kardashian. And then the snippets for the season, I think you're so right that it's about judgment. And I think they're going to use that to like, you know, sort of like, I think as they grow their empire and as like the show continues, because like there has to be like a grounding narrative in this. I think it's going to be a little bit like, what is our legacy going to be? And like, what is our like role in creating that legacy? And like, okay, we're being judged, but it's like, again, kind of martyrish. It's like, we're being judged, but like, we'll do it because like we're built for this. Like they have them saying like, we're built for fame. Like we were built for this. Like I was built for this. And then you have them being like, you know, like Chloe's like, it's never going to end. Like it's not going to end until we end. It's like really like this kind of like permanence and like legacy and like this baby and like the forecoming of like the prophecy of like the child, the, the, the son. The I mean, the son. Yeah. The, pro the prodigal the son. son. And it's also, I mean, you know? like, Kylie just had a son and I yeah no, I was gonna say it's like but, but yeah I thought they didn't have that many sons but they, no, do. they do they just like don't focus on them like they never post pictures of their sons yeah they're like they love the woman right they love the woman yeah you're right I mean it's like it's like soap opera but also Marvel it's like all these yeah. like kind of horrible American forms of drama yeah, and right. that even there's like that Chloe quote in the like commercial for the season when she's like, what does she say? She's like, I just wish things stopped happening to my family. Like, can we just have one normal day, guys? And that's like literally straight yeah. out of like days of our lives or <laughs> yeah, or like Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. You know, it's like the cheesiest ever. Yeah. Like their media, their PR strategy is to always get out ahead of the story, right? Like to control the narrative like this episode was like episode one like 
they're going to show you the story of the birth. They're not going to let it be leaked. You know, it's like, it's sort of this, like, it's like the ultimate power move. And it's like the ultimate way to signify, like, no, we're in control mm -hmm. here. Like we have enough money, enough lawyers, enough, like that we can make sure that we break the story, which is why, like when stuff leaks, it's so unbelievable and really rare. Like Kylie's baby leaked because of Caitlin. Right. And that was like, did it really leak? You know, like it's like for there to be a leak is hard in the Kardashian world, you know? And so I think like, that's an interesting, I, did, I don't know like what exactly that means, but I think that's interesting to think about like this idea of self-narrativizing as also a way to control like your brand or your story in the public eye, which is something that like everyone does to some extent with like social media, you know? Yeah, for sure. You just, you sound like Dr. Evil when you do that voice. It's pretty funny. <laughs> social media. Social media. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, it, took, it took me until like I was, I think, 23 years old to realize that Mike Myers played both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I know. Blown. I was like, oh, I was like, I get the joke now. I understand. Anyway. Maybe that's a good pivot to Beverly Hills, the latest episode. Well, wait, I want to say Go one ahead. more thing, though, that I'm curious about. Okay, Chloe was talking about, Chloe and Malika, it was kind of interesting. They were like, you know, Malika's doing her, like, obligatory house visit um, to, like, chat. Mean Chloe. And She's like, like, we're best friends. I love you, Chloe. You're the best. You'd never make a wrong decision, and I love you forever. And Chloe's like, yeah. bitch, calm down. Yeah. And she's like mouthing behind the baby's back being like, did you tell her about the baby? It's like Malika, chill for once in your life. So like, anyway, Malika and Chloe are talking about like, oh, we've grown up so much. And Malika says something that's like very tender and kind of heartbreaking where she's like, she's like, you can hear her voice catch a little bit. She's like, we've wanted all these things since we were little girls. We've been dreaming about these things since we were little girls. And they haven't happened quite in the way we wanted them to happen, but they've happened. And there I felt like there was like a real humanity and like tenderness to that. And then that was like totally juxtaposed with like Chloe kind of like started to pontificate about like, you know, you want like she said, like you want like the White House and picket fence. And I was like, OK, what? Like where did that like suburban American dream imagery come into play here? Like they are so like arguably the Kardashians have like taken that idea and like smashed it with a fucking hammer and been like, no, you don't want that. You want a ginormous mansion and like seven children and like to own an empire. Like it was such a weird, like maybe it's just like, it's probably, you know, obviously we're like, we read into these things cause it's fun for us. But like, how do we like square that with the sort of like superhero like, or like Marvel like, or like, grandiosity of the way that they kind of operate in terms of like time and storytelling with then like these moments of like recalling these like very simple like sort of like uh almost like fairy tale or like like americana suburban dreams of like the 50s yeah well i think that you always need to have an opposite in order to make your like whatever you have you need to define it in terms of its opposite to make it st stand out better, right? Like your fantasy is always going to be the almost the opposite of what you have, especially when yeah. you're desperate, 
uh, like when you're so upset, all you want is the opposite because you think that that's good. Like what's going to make you happy. Right. But then doesn't Malika say something like, well, you could have that if you wanted, or am I, am I just, maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe I thought that, but I think that my thing was like, it, I think she said like you have, yeah, but maybe, but I guess what I thought was like, I feel like when people say that like they want a white picket fence, they don't actually mean that they want that. They mean that they desire like normalcy. Like it's short. It's like American short for normalcy. So I think that that's what she was saying. But I, I also was like, I feel like when people say that too, it's because they don't want to work as hard. Like they desire this like suburban calmness. Yeah. Right. Um, And it was really interesting to me because I feel like if the Kardashians wanted to have like a white picket fence and a husband, they, they could like there, I don't, I have no doubt in my mind that like Chloe could build a white picket fence. I I feel like Courtney showed us that like, if Chloe really like couldn't stand the limelight anymore, like she could absolutely like go off. Yeah. I mean, like there's a contract, but like you don't need to renew the contract. Like they have a lot of money and like, like, and they have so much money. She could have security. She could live wherever. Yeah, she, she you know. could. She could totally go off the grid, and she could take her kid with her. I mean, the other thing about Malika saying that was like Malika was like, "Oh, well, we're a little girl, blah blah blah," in front of the little girl, right? And I think that yeah. that's what was like very devastating to me because I was like, "What is this little girl growing up with?" Oh, I know. I kept thinking about that. And I kept thinking about the the son being born, and like, yeah. I mean, it'll be a love. It'll be a cherished privileged child you know yeah I mean that will also have like probably grow up with some weird attachment stuff yeah but Chloe Chloe is really like the most she's always been such a um a complicated character she's always been the most complicated and I think the most deep feeling one of all of them there's no simplicity to to Chloe and I think that she I mean even though Kim is like oh I've changed so much I think that Chloe is the one who's changed the absolute most and I'm talking about like internally like I think that her desires have changed her comportments have changed um her loyalties have changed um I mean she's really she's really an interesting person she's a cancer (laughs) there there we go she's a water sign um yeah I mean and she how old was she when her dad died? Um, like 16. Yeah. I mean, like, that's just like a tough, it's yeah. a tough time. And remember, like, she lost her dad. And then Bruce came into, the, or Caitlin came into the family. And then remember, she reacted very difficultly to Caitlin transitioning. Because she felt like she had lost yes. a father again. Like okay. all of her yeah, trauma absolutely. came to the fore and all these men, she keeps losing every single man in her life because she never has agency over it. Like Courtney broke up at Scott, like the mom got the divorce from all the husbands and like did the cheating. And like even Kim just like made the decision, like had the agency. But Chloe's always the one who who wants the most, who almost like who just like believes in in the fantasy yeah. And then that's why it's always taken away. So I guess it, going back to the white picket fence, it makes the most sense that like she would be the one with the most vivid fantasy of American yeah. normalcy. Very, 
true i like that i like that take a lot it's a little bit cruel optimism-y yeah i mean chloe chloe is a devastating figure i think that she's the most marilyn monroe actually yeah i think she really is so what did you think about the new episode of beverly hills I hate Lisa Rinna. I used to love her. I used to love. I still I love her. Love I still her, love but her. But she's like the worst. She is just. I feel like she's just on her like crash and burn like run. Like she knows she might get fired, and she's just like, "I'm going out with a bang, bitch." Well, okay. What do you think happened? Do you think what do you think happened with Kathy? Okay, this actually ties into also The Bachelorette. Spencer Pratt from The Hills has just been back in the media and he's going on countless podcasts. (laughs) And he's so he was on The Bachelor Party podcast and he said something that made me think about Beverly Hills too, which was that um, he was basically like, okay, like, so on The Bachelorette finale, sorry to jump around, but on The Bachelorette finale, (laughs) Tino and Rachel break up and we get a snippet of their conversation. And then at after the final rose, the live session during the finale, Rachel strongly implies, belligerently implies that there's something that they discussed that they had both decided and had told production they can't include in the final cut. And Spencer very aptly and very cynically and just like somebody in the industry would know was like, well, it was clearly something that like ABC doesn't want as part of their brand. It was like probably like it was probably illegal. Maybe it was about drugs. Maybe it was about like some like sexual thing. He's like, but it was probably something that ABC just doesn't want as part of their brand because he's totally right. Like how how, how often have we seen ABC like not put stuff in that makes people look bad, right? Like they'll put anything well, in. It's like when they can't control the narrative. But so let me, I want to hear your thoughts. But then I'm thinking, I was thinking the same thing about the Kathy thing. I'm thinking either something like really terrible was said I think what happened was that she said something that revealed too much like about the structure of the show or like how she got on the show or like Kyle's role on the show or like money. Maybe it was about money, like how much people are getting paid. Maybe she accused somebody of like a drug use, but Lisa did that. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I have, I do like this idea of thinking about like, and I would love to expand and think about like both of these shows. I was thinking a lot about like both of these episodes were about, and we've seen this with reality TV before, but they were both about something that we didn't see. And it was all this drama around something we didn't see, which Beverly Hills loves to do. But this kind of felt like a true, like, I really actually wanted to know this time what was said. You know, it started with Crystal. What, what did Sutton actually say? And now we're at Kathy. Like, what did Kathy actually say? That's a very good point about Crystal. I mean, yeah. And Beverly Hills, like one of the things, I mean, in a lot of the Real Housewives, a lot of, yeah. like, what did they say? What didn't they say? And like, we don't know whose cameras weren't there um so it's right that's always like a point of contention because it's like the only unknown but so I wonder like the reason I almost interrupted you before is like what about the Eric blackface right like how does that fit into it because it's like it's yes like how how do you think that would make ABC look bad well I think they've already proven that they cannot like they can't have a reasonable discussion about race and I think like like with the whole like 
Matt James, Rachel Kirkconnell thing, like that, like almost killed the franchise. Like they had to fire Chris Harrison, you know, like because he had that interview with Rachel Lindsay. And I feel like they just didn't. Um, I don't. I think it would have tarnished it because it would have done like another mark against them. And I think they just announced a white bachelor. And I think they didn't have any black person on stage to have this discussion. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that the reason they don't want like a black host just because like the majority of people who watch, like vast majority, as we can see, like in the in the live whatever are white. Yeah. And I think that like yeah. people like watching shows that they can like see themselves in. I mean, myself Absolutely. included, not that I, I mean, this only relates to the housewives with me, but like the bachelor, I don't care about because I already feel very distant. But I think that a lot of people who watch, they would think that like, if there is like too many black people on, it was like a black person show instead of a white person show. And I yeah. think that it's very much established itself as like a white person show. And a, very- a white Christian heteronormative show. Right. Exactly. It's like, it's an American show. Right. And I think that like that, like it really plays to like the fundamentals of what like America is ideologically um but yeah no it was weird I mean and I remember I mean it's all very cringy and vaguely scripted and weird in the after the final rose but I do remember feeling like especially weird when uh what's his name the host Jesse Palmer was like Gabby do you want to ask the former bachelorettes about like advice and it was so awkward. And I was like, Gabby's usually not this awkward, but I think it was because like Michelle Young was like, how dare you not discuss the black? And she walked off after yeah. she like completely walked off. And I forget what she gave like yeah. this like milk toast, um, like advice about, she, I think she was like, make sure your morals are the same or something like that. And yeah. Gabby was like, oh, Yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's also so ridiculous because it's like, it's such a low bar. And I can't believe I'm becoming like upset about it. I mean, I'm not actually upset, but like, it's such a low bar to bring it up. It's insane yeah. that they don't even bring it up. You know? No, it was it was kind of astonishing that they didn't bring it up. Like, it's crazy. But also it's like begs the question, like. Like Nothing. It begs the question, like, does the show want to have these kind of people on or do they just flock to the show? Like, how have they not in their interview process figured out a way to ask people if they've ever worn another costume culture as a costume? Like, or like ask their close friends, been like, has Eric ever, I don't know, done blackface? No, because they would say no. You need like, you need like Twitter. Would they say no? Because like, if it's private, but if it's private. Why would they say no if they're like you're going to protect your friend? Well, be, well no, because because if the show could get ahead of it, liability to the show, right? Like that, I don't think is a solution. Like, I, right? And but I think that I think the show just like I mean, obviously, people. The Bachelor is full of like cheating, cheating, broy, douchey guys, right? And I, right? No, I know it's like it's weird. It like attracts like a very specific type, and also it's interesting because I bet like a lot of other people in the bachelor universe bachelor nation have done culturally questionable things but i think that like only because sure. of like influencer culture and like i don't want to say blm because i don't think it's actually because of blm um yeah but i think like because of like influencer culture and because of like 
the internet being a way that you can like find out really anything about people. And there are people who can really just like are very skilled at like finding stuff out about the histories of, of others. Yeah. I think that that's really what makes it so gross because like in what, 2004, there just like, wasn't the capacity to do that. Like how would have, how would anyone have gotten a, a, a an image of somebody's yeah. of some random person's yearbook? Like, it, yeah. that would have been in like in the eighties, you know what I mean? Right. Like it was, it was so pre-internet that you have to take people at their word or only in the past few years yeah. of who they were. Well, and interestingly, like Gabby, um, I thought Gabby was just white, but she's, she's half, she's half I Mexican. told you, I told you that. Remember? I, yeah. I will go back on well, her Instagram. Yeah. Because she posted a picture of her eating tacos and she said, Back, back to, to my, my roots. roots. And I was like, either yeah. this is like kind of racist or she's half Mexican. Yeah, she is, you, half yeah Mexican. she is half Mexican. And has Apache ancestry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and right. And her mom is Mexican. So is Ray. So is Tasha's. Yeah. Tasha right. Adams. Yes. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. The blackface thing. I mean, I actually like, I don't know, like, I guess. But I don't, like, look to The Bachelor to be, like, my, like, moral, you know? Like, it's just, like, yeah, duh, like, the show's going to handle it badly. And, like, yeah, duh, there's racists on The Bachelor. I don't know. But maybe that's, like, just, like, a cynical, tired take. But I'm just kind of, like, The Bachelor is, like, should be regarded, like, as a bit of a joke, you know? Right. Well, except that I think that it's it's always the the conundrum um, that we come into where it's, like, yes, it's a joke, but, like, also they're getting so many so much money true yeah you know it's like it's sure. a joke until it isn't because it's just like okay but in the end it's still elevating eric it's still giving eric a platform to be like an influencer for the rest of the yeah world. no exactly and like get brand deals and get x y and z and create like a great like white man apology which did you read his apology yeah. it was like he was like yeah. i just love Jimi hendrix so much <laughs> out of my love for <laughs> Jimi like, hendrix dude also eric i can think about it he is so sexy he's cute but like he's only two years older than we are okay that was the crazy thing about the blackface they were like in his high school yearbook i'm like so what i know i know but i was great like he did that in like 2011 i know i was like so when i was a sophomore in high school he would have been a senior in high school and if anyone had done blackface at my school even your school and you went to like a literally even no, and, like, we went to a very conservative very like middle of nowhere central new york school where yeah rural ass high you know school. where i doubt i mean how many black kids were in your high school zero zero even at your school it would have been like dude that's fucked up so it's like yeah, there's like like that would have been fucked up no matter what the yearbook the school publishing the photo, I'm like, that's psychotic. And that's also because it's like, it's no excuse. It's absolutely no excuse. If you're 28, 38, 48, you should never do black. It's always fucked up. But like, no one said in New Jersey, no one said anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, that had to cause a stir. That had to cause a it's stir. It's so weird. It's so, is. I mean, that's what the weirdest thing to me about it is. Because I was like, no, no, no. Like, I was in high school then. And, like, I knew people who were gross in high school. But, like. Sure. And who did racist shit in high school. But, like, that was the. 
Like no one would have ever. Yeah, that, people would have gotten I mean, expelled. It is, I like. I can guarantee it you. is shocking. I can guarantee you that people would have gotten expelled. Yeah, I can guarantee you somebody probably would have gotten. And never would it have been published so. in the yearbook. So no, I feel insane. like there's, and I think that that's what gives me pause about all of it too. Yeah. Where it's like, right. I mean, right. That was 10 years ago. So that was like 2012 when the world was supposed to end. I'm actually really scared <laughs> about that. Anyway, that's, that's between me and my therapist. But, um, but right. I was like, it's 2012 and there are like adults around and like it's New Jersey, which is like New Jersey always goes blue. So it's like, what, what like yeah. weird far right corner of the universe are you living in where like blackface is like celebrated yeah it's, it's very also, what strange did you think that if you knew that you were going to be in a public facing relationship that you would be like hey gabby my fiance who is not fully white like right because that's like another part of he did though he did tell her before no, he didn't no no, he. I no, thought he, he did tell her, her about before the at least. Stuff. He did not tell her about this, oh. and she said that she goes. I found out with the rest of the world. Wouldn't you think that you would be like, "Hey, just so you know, I did something pretty messed up." In high it makes school. him look like a total fucking ass. Yeah, no, it makes me feel like really weird about him. Yeah, like, he seems I mean, like a sweet guy, and like. But yet I still feel worse about Tino. Well, Tino looks like he would hit a woman. Sorry. Trigger warning. But like, doesn't he look like... Tino looks as though he has slapped some bitches around. Yes. Yeah. Dude, wait. We have to talk about... We have to talk about Tino and Rachel. That was absolutely (laughs) in soon. (laughs) Dude. And he comes in with like pale... The disheveled, the 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 red eyes, the like crying, and like, and then who was the woman who drove off with him? Remember? I don't know. And then, and then when they brought out Avon, I was like, this man's gonna end. I I was like literally gonna throw up. It was so cringy. I was so cringy. And then, but also, I was so like, the whole thing was cringy. He was cringy when he went out to the producers and like started like ripping off his shirt, being like, "What the fuck is this?" Flexing. He was like, "I'm so upset." Oh. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, this is just to take me down, and like, you guys knew this was gonna happen. Like, she does not want anything from me. But Rachel became like so my least favorite version of the Bachelorette, which always happens to the la- to the end if they don't find love. It's so sad that like for women in the Bachelor Nation and arguably the nation the choice is like be chill and hot and end up and keep a man or be unchill and become like an absolute raging karen bitch who like can't be happy and like can't find love because she's so obsessed with like coming out on top and like not doing anything for a man and it's like girl i don't know you seem like you might have been a little bit happier if you like did something for a man here like if you maybe just like had said to Avon, sure, yeah, maybe I don't need to get engaged. I'm 26 years old. Maybe you could have been happy, but instead you picked this psycho- psychopath and he's like leaving you high and dry, duh. And it's like, but the way that she was like, it, it got uncomfortable for me, like how hard she was punishing him. Like, I know Tino seems like a bad guy, but I felt really, I felt really bad for him. Like, he, she was really just like, she would not stop. Like, she was like going at, it like going at him going at him going at him and I was like he's gonna lo- he's gonna lose it. yeah but all I mean right and also the thing is like I mean I've learned this the hard way like 
I had like I've had ex-boyfriends do like really messed up things to me that like I would never do to another person but I learned the hard way that the best thing to do is just block them don't talk to them again don't yeah like and he even said that he was like why are you talking to me if you don't want to get back together like, what's the yeah that was like, I mean I was kind of like, it's just like if you're if you're over it just be like okay fuck you and then never talk to him again I kind of liked when he was like, what do you want out of this? And it was clearly to make him like to drag him through the fucking But then he wins because she's never going to get that. You know what I mean? Because she's like, you don't get what you want when you're trying to make someone look like a fool. And like, it's like, yeah, he was the fool. And then you like, you trying to like make him look worse is makes you look bad because this is not about him anymore. Right. Because it's not like he fucked up. No, she looked terrible and too, I, I mean, and, and it's sad. The other thing that and... like goes back to the, her shit with Zach, where it's like something's up with Rachel. Yeah, something's off. Like, but okay. So, what do you think? So, okay. So, they both talk about how like they were both in like very bad places after the show aired, and obviously Rachel, I think, felt like she saw the way that she w- appeared on camera and the way her edit was like basically looking like she's the lame one compared to Gabby. And she probably did like have a total complete like mental breakdown and was like, I'm ugly and no one likes me. And she probably did have a hard time feeling loved by Tino. And she probably was like, I don't even like you look the way you acted. I don't even know if I like you. Like I'm alone. I can imagine how difficult that would be. Right. So she's talking about that. And then she's like, you were going through a hard time too. And it, it isn't kind of interesting to think about like, they're both going through hard times. Like, and like they said this about Gabby and, and uh, Eric too. They were like, it's like, it's very hard to like keep a relationship alive in this context. And it's like, it's hard to be in a relationship after you've watched each other, like fall in love with each other and like watched yourself and seen yourself in this ways and like probably hated yourself at certain points by the way that you appeared. And like, that was just kind of like weird and interesting to me. And like, it does seem like Rachel would be tough to like deal with. And like, I do wonder like what, what was said that they didn't want to bring up well yeah it's weird because like rachel is like half like she also has something that she doesn't want to say but then she's also half like karen like half like woke karen yeah you know yeah i guess karen's not woke but i feel like karen's can be like democrats but also like yellow black people yeah you know but well she is woke she is woke in that annoying bachelorette way where it's like I am a strong woman. I can do whatever I want. And like, but what that translates to, what what that translates to in this world is like, okay, you can do whatever you want. So you just like, it sucks that it translates to like them just like having to reject love from their life. That's how I see it. Like that might not be like how it's, but like them being in control is them like having to like reject men who are otherwise might actually really love them because they're supposed to get something that they think they what, want. What what was her name? Who was the bachelorette? Bachelorette? Bachelorette before? <laughs> Michelle? No. The white one. Small. Who ended up with that Canadian. Instead of- Katie. Ka- oh, yes. Katie. That's what happened with her, too. Because she... Exactly. I mean, she should have ended up with Greg. <laughs> Any sane right. woman would have ended up. Oh my Greg. God. Greg is so hot. Greg is so, so hot. hot. Sexy. I want him to be the bachelor. I know. I want to like, I really want to make out with him. He's so hot. But yeah, duh. Like so <laughs> sexy. Um, 
but yeah but she was like you're making me like her the essence of like her final conversation with him was she was like I want to have control and you're not letting me have control so therefore bye and then she ends up with this like yeah. creep who just like no and his family was so yeah, scary yeah. and the way that like he was like the way that he was like what I think they're gonna love you and she was like are, are you, did you hear what they said to me and he's like oh them they're just mom yeah. and dad and she's like yikes yeah no. <laughs> and he's like I've never talked to my dad about anything oh we're talking sports. about Tino like, now yeah, I was talking about Blake from yeah. Katie season oh but, like oh, both yeah. of them are well, creeps. just both of them are like total total freaky no creeps. Blake is a total creep. I mean Blake is like yeah. Blake would never Blake's at least a little funny yeah I feel like Blake Blake is someone who like would not listen to the word no he'd like think that like saying no is like a sexy game you were playing yeah, Blake. Those are the vibes. <laughs> Blake vibes like a kind of guy that's like really excited to like go down on you and like won't take no for an answer. And it's like, ugh, he says like weird wet lips. His lips are like always wet and it like, ugh, it's like barf. And Tino is just like an aggressive construction worker. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, not to be classist, but no, I mean, he makes more money than both of us do, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Rachel, I think that Rachel has an eating disorder and I think that Rachel is depressed. I mean, she just looked so sad watching all that shit go down on the screen. And it was so sad to watch her watch her story back and be like, not a, not a smile, not a glint in her eye, not a single laugh. And then watch Gabby and you just immediately knew Gabby and Eric were together because like of the like joy on Gabby's face like she was like excited to see it and like Gabby just seems to me like a much more emotionally healthy person than Rachel like Gabby I think really understand does understand herself and her feelings well I also think that I don't think Rachel does the worst thing that's ever happened to Rachel was being rejected by Clayton on The Bachelor that's the worst thing that's ever happened to her in her life and Gabby just like knows what it like if I feel like Gabby like knows what like real emotional pain is. Well, Gabby has like a clearly like slightly mentally ill mother who like a right. No, exactly. So it's like she knows like, she understands what real pain is, yeah. and I think that like once you understand what like real pain is, or like not even real pain, but just like pain beyond rejection, you can like yeah. actually then you can like have a healthy relationship because everything is like more in context. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it did live up to the hype, which was funny. I can't stop thinking about it. And I really like that there were two, there were two of them. I wish that there were two bachelors, but already on a Zach season, the Twitter mobs are going at it. They're like, this person said this thing and that person said this thing. And like this woman liked this on Facebook in 2005. And like, she voted for blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh my God, grip. Okay, I like will watch that season. I will watch the first episode, but he yeah. like I actually turned it off. Like him being interviewed and being just, like the most like, yeah, it's awesome. I feel awesome. I was like, ew, like I don't want to watch this guy. He you're gonna bleep this out, but he reminds me of Chris's sister's fiance. <laughs> yeah, like, that makes sense. I'm just like, what? Do you think about I did drive by them filming? I did drive by them filming his season. Oh yeah, you did. In the hills. 
I saw the house. It was crazy. There was like all these tents and like, cause I know where it is, but I like had never seen them filming a season. And there was like all these lights and tents. And I was like, oh my God, funny. So weird. Just like the whole, I mean, reality television is like so weird. I think especially because- The Bachelor is really fucking weird. It's so strange. It's like, it's one of the strangest ideas because um, it can't really keep up with the times, you know, like Housewives and like all these new shows can sort of like nod to like the world we're living in. And like The Bachelor like continues to not be able to like stay in, like stay relevant. Like it's like the whole premise that like you have to get married like is stupid and it's like not working anymore. Right. I mean, it causes all the it's like where they get all their drama now, but it's not like a good like it's well, not it's like paradise is better. It's like watch. paradise is better. But it's also why there can never be any like gay people on The Bachelor. Right? Yeah, I was thinking exactly. about that a lot because it would be great to have like a gay bachelor, but it's like, no, because that would like defeat the purpose of the show where there's supposed to be like right. friendships and enemies in the house, then the only sexual attraction is toward the the one person. But like right. everyone be right. It has there. to operate with that. But on in paradise, they're like for sure can be i mean one okay i'm stoked to watch paradise dude i'm so excited about teddy i want her to lose her virginity on camera i'm sorry but i do it's porn i'm ex- you know who i want her to lose Aaron. it to michael Ew. no the michael dad. ends up with the uh, sienna he does well, i don't know if he ends up with her but like they're they definitely like have like a cute little fling on the show which i think is adorable because sienna or is that her name do you think teddy ends up with sienna yeah uh she's drop dead gorgeous she's the one who's like brother or sister killed themselves or died of an overdose right i don't know she's her sister died she's the one who like told on the other girls on clayton season yeah i can't believe how muscly michael is dude i'm looking at them now Oh, Andrew's cute. Who's, who's Andrew? Here, I'll share my screen. <laughs> We're getting in deep, folks. <laughs> We're sharing the screens. It's not working. Hold on. Yeah, we don't have to keep this in, but mm-hmm. whatever. No, we'll no, see. but I want to do this. Oh, wait, no, my Zoom won't work because I don't have permission yet. Can you go to it? Or I'll tell Andrew was Katie's season. He's like that cute black guy. Oh, yeah. And remember, oh, she like, she like broke up with him. And then she was like, wait. Oh, I love back. Andrew. No, he's so, you know what? He looks like your boyfriend yeah. with the mouth. He has the same mouth as him. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Don't like, don't like that. think I'm weird for like noticing that. But like, they do. I won't. Because like, they're, I don't, I, it's, oh, Casey. Casey, the um, the guy who looks like Deck Deck Dax Shepherd. Yeah. Shanae, yeah. icon. And Genevieve. Shanae's enemy, Genevieve. Genevieve. Who I think hooks up with Aaron. Jill Chin. Jill is annoying. Jill seems boring. Yeah, so, so annoying. annoying. Sierra, Sierra Jackson, Sierra, Potty. Sienna, Sierra. There also is a oh. Sienna. Justin, fun guy. <laughs> He's hilarious with his eyebrows. Okay, Brandon. Who's Brandon? Two baby brother. Who's I Brandon? can't. Brandon's that little little man who was on Michelle's season who like seems like he's 13. Oh, I didn't watch But was like really season. nice. I started after that. Oh. Haley Malice. Don't know her. Michael Alio. So many Italians. Um, 
Michael. Teddy, cutest person Teddy's ever. so cute. And I think that she like has a thing for Aaron. What's up with Aaron? I think Aaron's cuter in person. My favorite part of the last season of Paradise was when he was like, I'll have an omelet with 10 eggs. <laughs> Protein guy. <laughs> I'm just insane. I actually think he seems like a chill guy. <laughs> oh my God. Lace Morris. Oh, she was on Bachelor in Paradise season three. Serene, not Sienna, Serene. She was the, she's the really beautiful, tiny black girl whose sister died of an overdose. No, 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 no. I was thinking of Sierra. I'm not thinking of Serene. Okay. Well, I was thinking of Serene. Romeo. Romeo is weird. Romeo. Brittany Galvin. Who's that? Kira Manjitsu. Oh, is she the one who Clayton broke up with? She's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob, the naked guy. Oh, the, I love oh him. the guy that was on Gabby and I Rachel like season. Hunter Hag. Wait, Hunter from Rachel and Gabby season? No, Clayton season. Hunter? Oh, A girl. I don't know, Hunter. And then Logan Palmer. Yeah, well, he obviously didn't have COVID. That was the stupidest thing ever. They're like, oh, he had They're COVID. Gonna with that story. Like, they were all together. Like he obviously didn't have no COVID. way. Just say that COVID. he had like a penis infection. When does it air? Soon, right? Like tomorrow. Yes. I know. I'm so excited. I like Paradise. Young people. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, I think that well, it's like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's just Beverly Hills and it's just being the fantastic show. We know Hills, like, the reunion, I think is going to be great. I love Kathy. I love Kathy. Do you think, do you think what, do you think what she said was, was the F word? F-A-G-G-O-T. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, because that was a whole thing, you know? Do you think Lisa was like, she said the word fact? <laughs> I mean, it definitely wasn't the N word. No, but it was the F word. Yeah, I think, probably. Like, no. like, what if she called Andy Cohen? That would, see, that would be hilarious. I'm sorry. She probably that did. She was so like that funny. dumb. Like, <laughs> would that not be like absolutely hilarious? Oh, it would be. I think absolutely that Andy iconic. Cohen would laugh. He'd be like Gabby. Yeah, he would. Like, I don't know. I don't think that cat like. Uh, I don't think she used a Rachel. Or did she just say, like, I'm going to take Kyle down? Well, that makes sense, though, because Kyle's. But why would they not show well, that? They didn't. They weren't filming. You think she just has too good I don't of think lawyers? That they were filming. Oh. Because they don't film after a certain point. Like, it's not like below deck where they're like 24 7 cameras. Like. But I feel like, I don't know. The, pol- the what, what they film and what they don't film continues to confuse me. Well, they just like, I don't think that cameras are were allowed in that club, right? It seemed like cameras right. weren't allowed. Oh, so true. So it seems like true. they were like, okay, we're going to go to the club. But they didn't have a camera in the Sprinter. They had to have a camera in the Sprinter. Why would they not have put a camera in the Sprinter with Lisa and Kathy? Maybe they took they a different did. one. Those, no, those Sprinters are outfitted with cameras. They're not, they're not showing it. You really think that they're not showing it? No, I don't think they caught it on camera. I mean, I just, I just don't. I think that like they got a different car back. I think I don't like. 
Because like, when do they, can you think of a, an example where they film like super after hours in the sprinter van? Yeah, like that time when they were went to dinner and then Sutton, Crystal kicked Sutton under the table. <laughs> what? They were in the sprinter coming back from dinner. But it was then. like a whole group of them. It wasn't just like two of them. Or when Dorit and Kyle were like fighting outside Boy George's concert. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like. Or the Kim and Kyle in the fucking party. No, bus. because they were still filming the rest of the party then. And there was a cameraman that followed them in the car. All right. Okay. So maybe you're right. I don't know. I think that they're just like, but how convenient. No, no, exactly. I'm not saying it's not like that, but it's like, I just, I just think that it was like super late at night and I don't think that they were like filming. Yeah. I mean, they don't film them when they're sleeping, you know? And I I just think that they're certain call times. (laughs) And I think that part of their contract is like not being surveilled all the time whenever they're in a car. And I think that's why Kathy freaked out when she did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that she did something like she is bonkers. And like, we read that book, like, yeah. Her whole fucking family's bonkers, like the Hiltons and yeah, the the other side. But like, but again, like, I don't know. I feel like Kyle has spent like her tenure on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like trying to take down Kathy. Yeah. So that's true. Oh my gosh. Mari, remember Mari from last season of Paradise? She's pregnant. Oh, that's cute. I like their relationship. Me too. They're in Chicago. They do live in Chicago. I wonder where they live. All right. Well, that was a good. They all live in that Chicago. That was a good recap. Everyone lives in Chicago. Every like basic person lives in downtown Chicago. I know. It's really But true. also all the horrible douchey. Did I tell you what happened with my with the art world people? Did I tell you that? Yeah. They all live in you Marina did. City. Oh, and Abigail's still with that one guy. That's cute. Noah. Oh, that is cute. That is cute. What about Serena and grocery store Joe? Yeah, they're still together. See, the the relationships on Paradise last longer than the relationships on Bachelor. Yeah, they're they're real. Well, they can just like spend more time with each other, and they like they kiss. I mean, they just like don't have to be so polyamorous. But it's not even polyamory yeah. because it's like it's just one person with a bunch of other people. It's not like oh, they can all hook up with other people. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Okay. Well. How fantastic. How fun. I'm excited for Paradise. Also, we got to talk about the come up. I'm going to watch. I'm telling you, it's like yeah. the worst acid trip. It's. I want to watch right now. It's really bad. But it's on Hulu. How are you Hulu. watching? It's mm-hmm. on Hulu? Damn, that's a real ass show on Hulu. No, it's a real show. There's a lot of money. No, I know it's a real show, but I thought it was on like Freeform. Well, it is, but Freeform has like a contract with Hulu. No, it's, oh God, God. it's like really. Stoked. I'm afraid. It's really scary. Because everyone on it is just like, like the worst person. And you're just like, that's, oh, whatever. You'll see. It's, oh, it makes me so annoyed. It's like everything that, it's just like New York I mean, you can't, you can never talk about New York as a whole. You can never talk about any city as a whole, but within like the microcosm of their world, which is very much so blown up because they're models and they have a lot of money and they're like musicians. Like they, they are like very cultural people. Um, Yeah. It's just gross that like New York is like this weird playground for not yeah. the rich and famous, but like 
the weird children of the rich and famous who complain (laughs) about being children of the rich and famous. And there's this one part where someone on it's like, oh, like fashion week is the time to pretend like we're best friends with people that you haven't seen in months. And I'm like, that's such a gross thing. Like, fuck off. Why would you do that? You know? Ugh. Whatever. I think that that's just like how people live in this world. And I think that it's like also why I relate a lot to Khloe Kardashian and Sudden. Oh, you are such a Sudden. I am. And but I love Sutton. I love I know, Sutton. That's why we're good friends. Her. And she really, she was, she's just weird. She's kind of socially awkward and can be kind of a Yeah, funny. she's just kind of weird. <laughs> she can be off-putting. <laughs> well, she's not off-putting. She just like, she doesn't have the same like social uh stamina (laughs) she doesn't have social stamina and she can be she's yeah and that's I can also but like I'm not a bad person but I can never function in in groups people end up hating me I'm like people think I'm such a freak but I'm not I'm just like bad socially you're not that bad socially don't give yourself I am I'm good one-on-one but in yeah. more than more than one person, I, I fail. Yeah, that's why you need at least one person who's like weird in a group. On yeah, these shows. so common enemy. Anyway, yeah. well, I'm glad to be everyone's common enemy. Feel free to hate me. Everyone already <laughs> does. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> see you next time. We're going to talk about the come up and Phoebe's going to get really I'm going to get really pissed and really drunk. <laughs> okay bye (laughs) money can't buy your class money can't buy your class elegance is learned my friends elegance is learned oh yeah door when I give them so much more than they can imagine money rich and manners poor never got the boys too far money talks but I just walk when I can't stand it and the primary mistake texting on a date if you make a lady wait she'll take a pass the lesson all should learn even if there's cash to burn respect yourself because no one else can change your path money can't the men you've met to exemplify their very best behavior when entering a room greet everyone and soon you'll be invited and entitled to the grandeur 
your company should feel when a conversation's real, even if the topic feels like science class. You can tell where someone's been without even asking him. He's either rude or has some style and panache. Money can't buy your class. Money can't buy your class. Elegance is learned, my friends. Elegance is learned, oh yeah. Life is all about elegance and flair and savoir-faire. You don't have to be rich or famous to be unforgettable. Haha. <laughs> It's not about where you're from, it's about what you've learned. Money can't buy your class. 